All right, it is June 6, 2023, and the council is just coming back from an executive session in which we have recessed. Um, we're going to now go into our work session for today, which is June 6, 2023. And the first item is the discussion of an amendment to the RNS 20 zoning code. And so we will... RNS 12, did I say? You said 20. Oh, interesting. <laughs> All right. RNS 12. Um, and we have um, essentially, did you want to start? Well, I, was gonna, I was going to wait for you to finish, and then I was going to make some introductory comments before. All right. We'll turn it over to our city attorney. All right. Well, first. thank you. So, just to be clear, um, because any rezoning has a, a process laid out by ordinance, which includes uh, a staff uh, report with a recommendation, planning and zoning uh, recommendation, and of course all the public input that goes uh, with the uh, planning and zoning process, and then uh, to the council uh, for a uh, public hearing. Uh, of course, uh, the you know council members are, are not to make a decision, a final decision about anything until the close of the public hearing uh, at that meeting. So I just want to make sure that it's clear that at this point, what I think council is. Uh, discussing is whether to invest the staff time to move forward with uh, the proposal as suggested uh, without taking any position uh, on whether um, each council member would uh, ultimately vote in favor or in opposition to it uh, down the road. Does that all make sense and track with your expectations? Okay. Great. Thank you. All right. So. We'll turn it over to um, any counselor that wants to make comments at this point. Well, as as Eric mentioned, the you know our what we're being asked to do is direct staff to invest the in the process of uh, considering whether in the RNS 12 zone to reduce the maximum building height for single-family and duplex residential structures from 35 feet to 27 feet, and um, we were received a letter from the Northside Neighborhood Association Steering Committee regarding this request. Uh, I want to thank the Steering Committee. This was a pretty impressive document. Um, it, I think, gives us a very good, if, if we are to move forward on this, a, a very good foundation in terms of uh, the relationship of this request to our comprehensive plan, the Central District Plan. Uh, and the current strategic plan in terms of its relevance there uh, gives a detailed rationale for amending the building height in their view. Uh, also gave it, the letter also gave examples of buildings that would comply with the proposed amendment just for clarification. And then uh, aside from the letter, we received some letters from Ann Firks and Nancy Carlson, uh, both of whom live either in or in the vicinity of the RNF zone and uh, have a long standing understanding of how the RNS 12 zone was developed as a zone to help stabilize those areas where it was applied. So I, I certainly feel we have a an argument that has been well made and I, I do think you know the, the idea of investing the time by staff in this is is merited.
I would share uh, similar similar uh, feelings. I guess I'll put it up to, to this. You know, we have a department that's dedicated to providing developer services relating to rezoning requests, and the the process in in our city code um, gives ways for anyone to request a zoning be redone. So, I think uh, if if we're allowing developers to do this, I think that there shouldn't be any reason why we wouldn't again just start the process uh, through a very detailed formal request from the Northside neighborhood. So, I will support. Again, support starting the process. I also uh, would support that process and also uh, echo uh, Council Thomas's uh, comments about the steering committee. Really appreciated the data and the pictures, and it seemed to me that that was a step that would be even helpful to our staff if we're uh, wanting our staff to look into this because it's helpful. They won't have to go back through and, and look into all these and find homes that, uh, that would fit into that. So uh, I think that was very helpful. Yeah, I think in order to evaluate the uh, the request, um, the process makes sense, and we can let other stakeholders have the opportunity through public hearings to come forward and voice support or opposition, and we can hear that as well. So, um, yeah, so I think this would be, you know, I would I would welcome the information that would come from the process before it would get to us. It looks like we have a majority at this time. Yes. Mm -hmm. If, if I may, just uh, so I can meet expectations on, on this item, um, the, the staff will start with our own analysis and we'll put forward a recommendation. Uh, does the council want to rely on just the traditional public hearings uh, to, to engage the public and welcome public comments on this? Or would you like us to go any step further with uh, uh, specific outreach to property owners, community engagement meetings, uh, all those types of things that may accompany text amendments? In, in other words, how much of that, how much staff time do you want us to put in, into this process, uh, knowing that there are public opportunities uh, specified in the code? It, it seems to me, as you just said, that there are opportunities because this is public as is right now, and that staff would be providing this analysis. There would be opportunities for public, you know, and and we could use our own networks to make sure that this is known so that people can provide input. I would hate to put more burden on staff to go those extra lengths, given what we have in our strategic plan already. Um, but I want to make sure that the public knows about it. So I think if it's fair, um, once we, you know, as we get this information or know that it's coming up, that we can share this with our own networks um, so that that kind of outreach doesn't have to be on staffs. I would, that's, that's the preferred way I would want to go. I don't know how others feel. It yeah. is, oh, go right ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, Mayor. Right. I was just gonna say, I think the standard process makes sense. If what we're being asked to do is initiate the process, then I think doing it the way we normally do it is what I'd advocate for. One of the questions I was gonna ask is, if we weren't to do it the, you know, <laughs> the full normal process, um, in lieu of some of these opportunities for um, the various ways the public engage, is there a way that um, we can um, still invite uh, the public to uh, when the staff is going to present uh, just target mailings to those that normally would have been invited to something different where they're actually invited to the council meeting uh, where those conversations are being had? 
Yeah, the, 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 the trick being you don't want to unintentionally leave anybody out uh, of a, a mailing, for example. So if we were to do a mailing, that's typically why we'll do some type of radius, either around a project site or within a, you know, all properties within a zoning uh, code. But yes, we can, we can do our best to promote um, to uh, people we think would be stakeholders, just generally speaking, that this planning and zoning commission meeting is coming up on X date and this item is on their agenda. If there's a staff report, feel free to come and share your thoughts. Same with council meeting. So we wouldn't necessarily, I, I don't believe, uh, would, would, would get into a, a mass mailing uh, of sorts on an issue like this. So staff still needs direction from this council because I don't think it's been made clear. I think we just, I think the consensus is just the standard process and make sure that it's our, our responsibility to reach out more to people and then you will bring in other stakeholders. Well, quick question about what number of properties currently would be directly affected by this. It's not a huge number if I remember from. Uh, yeah, there's, there's certainly properties within a zoning code, so anybody living within an RS, RNS-12 zoning code would be one option, but obviously people living around those areas may be impacted as well. Um, so it's hard, you know, there's there's some subjectivity to, to determining what that impact would be. But. Well, so I interpret standard, pro uh, you're looking for staff analysis and recommendation and moving right into the publishing on the agenda, uh, a, a future uh, planning and zoning commission agenda. That's my, I'm seeing those head nods. Yes. So that's okay. All right. Thank you. Anything else on this agenda item? All right, we're gonna move on, and thanks to everyone that has patiently waited. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that are in the audience. We're going to move on to item number two, which is clarification of agenda items. Moving on to item number three, information packet discussion, uh, May 25th. June 1st information packet and IP5 there was a memo from our city manager did you want to assist the transit uh, uh, study so the um, council is aware that the MPO has gone through uh, a process in securing a consultant uh, to evaluate bus rapid transit along the uh, uh, Crandic uh, rail corridor this would allow us to compare um, what we might expect from a, a cost and ridership standpoint with the previously um, completed studies on passenger rail. Uh, the cost is about uh, 250000 and uh, divided amongst the five entities that have been cost sharing in these studies, it would be 50000 each. Uh, so uh, I'm just seeking your informal approval to, to move forward with that level of contribution. Yep, and you have majority support. Thank you. All right. Any other items from June 1st? Information packet? We have the ARPA update memo in there, and I just know uh, the underestimated business support, just 
it, it said it was will be sort of under review. Do we have any very quick updates as to the status of that? I believe all the applications are being reviewed. Uh, there's some uh, clarifications that are being sought with some of the applicants, and uh, I think those are taking place within the next week or two, uh, this week and next week. Uh, so we should have a, a more clear picture after we get through those uh, clarification um, exercises. Great, thank you. Mm -hmm. Item number four, University of Iowa USG updates. Welcome. Hi, Council. Um, yeah, it's nothing too special this time. We're just kind of planning um, our current agenda and what um, the Winterland uh, administration wants to get done. Uh, governmental relations is working on how we can help um, alleviate some of the worries about DEI programs uh, possibly being taken away through the Board of Regents and through the state. Um, mm -hmm. But there's nothing really big happening so far for us besides agenda setting for the next semester. So. Thank you guys so much. Have a good week. Thank you. Yeah. All righty. Item number five is council updates on assigned boards, commissions, and committees. And Jeff kind of just gave my update on the, <laughs> on the ARPA oh, funds. <laughs> no, which is fine. So I am continuing on with the uh, UNESCO City of Literature board. Um, so that's exciting. Um, I didn't ask permission from anyone else. I just got the invitation and I was like, sure, I'd love to do it. So if anybody wants to arm wrestle me, we can go forward. But um, yeah. Great. Here are no other updates. We are adjourned. <laughs> <laughs>